Yeah. Spelling is hard. Okay. Well, some people do have complicated names. So, uh, we're live. Okay. We're live, pal. That's crazy. Uh, welcome to the Abode of Lollocks podcast. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. A few experts and myself, Ryan Fraser, get together every week. We talk about arts, games, and whatever bollocks comes to mind. Totally professional. Look at me off screen. Totally. Yeah, lollocks. it's the first episode. You're doing it great. <laughs> I'm wow, doing a great job already, man. This. Have you been practicing this? No, no, no. Good. Not at all. I said no, bollocks in a minute. So that's good. All right, producer Andy, you got a bet on that I would say bollocks in the first minute and uh, she wins. She wins. Uh, okay, yeah, welcome to the Abode of Lollocks. Um, avoid, to avoid becoming like an audiobook, I've got myself a co-host, uh, Sigismund. Introduce yourself to our friends. Hi, my name is Siggy. Siggy. Uh, I'm Ryan's friend. And we've <laughs> known each other for not that long, actually. But no. we have a lot of fun when we talk with each yeah, other. Yeah, we got, we got a lot of chemistry, I'd say. Like, yeah. we talk a load of shit. We, we did the trial run of this in a bar. And uh, it, it was, was really nice, brilliant. yeah. We're both very drunk, and I think we're getting both of us drunk now, too. So, it's hopefully, that's entertaining. Hopefully, uh, whoever listens to this has fun as well. Cheers to you! Cheers. What's uh, the Swedish cheers? Skål, 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 skål to you. Skål. Yes, indeed. Do you have any other uh, like bits around it? Is there a bunk on the table? Is there a... It's nothing, it's literally nothing. Nothing, it's, it's just you say skål and then you, then you drink. Oh man! And all like in Russia and stuff, they have like certain um, like rules. Like you're not supposed to drink. Like you have to have toasts for every drink or something. Okay. And you have you like you're not supposed to drink. Like you have quiet moments of stuff. I I don't remember. Like so That's I can't weird. speak too much about it. But they do have like certain special rules when they're drinking. I know that Czechs have the rule where you got to look them in the eye and then bonk it down. You got to bonk it while yeah, looking yeah. at them in the eye. Yeah. So look at them, cheers, and then bonk it down and mm-hmm. drink. I, I, I think the bonking it is <laughs> bonking it <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a great way to start bonking the, the drink is like a, a respect for the dead or something I think exactly. like the same way that Nords were raised to the sky yeah but it's like it's like super old superstition stuff yeah yeah, yeah it really is a bit outdated so uh, today we decided that we're just gonna like talk shit and interview each other yeah uh, I want to know who lollops. he is I don't know much about Ryan so I want to know more about Ryan too because right. it's going to be very helpful hit me my veins out already oh do you want okay so I'm going to start okay um you gotta start with a okay you used to have a mohawk what happened with that I do have a mohawk it's still here yeah but it's not really he's up just so what sleeping. happened he's just sleeping yeah I've been working today I've had a headset on all day so it's not really a but I haven't seen you in your mohawk in forever I know man like I've, I've got a I've got a shitty corporate job now so I'm not allowed oh, to wear it. Oh, you're not allowed to? Yeah. Um, sad. But you're not, you're not like interacting with customers on the floor, right? No, but it's still an office environment and there's a like level of like smart casual or something uh, that they want and like obviously the thing for me is it would be a waste of hairspray because I put the headset on and then it just crushes it. And then think about that. How expensive is it to take I care s- of your mohawk? It's like uh, 100, 100 crowns or something. Like a month? For, for one. Yeah, for, for one can. Month. One for can of hairspray will last me a month. Well, that's not so expensive. That's, yeah, that's right. a statement. But yeah, like if, if I was wearing it every day, I'd be out, man. And why'd you get it? I've had it for 14 years. Have you had a mohawk for 14 years? Yeah, yeah. Since it's I was crazy. in high school. So like... Uh, <clears throat> In my hometown, Luton, everyone is like, that. there's two different scenes. There's the punk and metal scene, and then there's like the hip-hop and 
grime scene. Uh, you mean to like underground scene? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no. The, they're not even underground. It's in every bar every Friday and Saturday. Oh, really? It's like everywhere. heavily, heavily skewed Heavy music. School, heavily, hardcore. Like everything was music there, but there was those, that was a clear divide, you know? Yeah. There wasn't any in between. You didn't have many country artists. You didn't have anybody that was like in a brass band or like ska bands and stuff like this. Well, how about like normal bands? Like they play at like rock covers at bars and stuff not really man not that's really? it we had all oh, original good. bands and that was it like uh, oh. in college I was about 16 uh, everybody was around yeah and they all had fucking mohawks were going into the garage every Friday writing some songs playing some music and I just got in with that crowd started playing with everybody <laughs> and just decided one day that this is me now and kept it ever since <laughs> you decided yeah, Did yeah they kind of adopt you did you feel like you you were, you were comfortable? You were comfortable? Yeah, is that sensitive? I mean, no, no, no. I don't know if adopting me is the right words for it, because like, because you punk bump, is pummeled yourself in there. Yeah, like punk is welcoming. That's the thing. Punk is love in my eyes. Uh -huh. uh, the the best people in my life were always the dirty rotten. We should punks. also say this. I don't know anything about music. I'm very. I'm. I'm quite literate. Okay, in a lot of areas, but not music. Music is not my thing. You, so you call punk and metal hardcore. I. I don't know much about music. It was never part of my life. So it's okay. We'll so get like, to that later. Yeah, I got yeah. Something for you for that. Okay, so. cool. Uh, but yeah, like I was playing with all these bands. My first big band was Lost Whilst Live. Because we were uh, good in the studio when we were practicing, but we were really bad <laughs> when we played live. We fucked up every gig we ever played in some way, That's shape, or form. Like it was, it was, it was like a gimmick for us. Yeah. You know, like we went to the gig and everyone was like, "What's gonna happen today?" Yeah. I, I met one of my exes because. Uh, she was in the front row, and I smacked her on the head with a bass guitar as I was dancing you around. You did not, but not intentionally. Not on, not on yeah. purpose, but like I was like an around. actual full on no, bass wait, guitar. Wait. There's That's actually solid. a video of it on YouTube, right? That's and it's not. Crazy. I wasn't dancing around. I had these waterproof trousers on because it yeah. been really stormy, and we'd been at festivals. I'd played like four gigs. You gotta or show me that at some point. You gotta show. Maybe we can like even put that seconds. in here. I don't know. Maybe, maybe mm. <laughs> it's filmed in the castle tavern. Yeah. But like, I'm taking these trousers off, right? And they get stuck, and I've got all the gear on me. My base is on, and I'm like, How old are you? Help! Help! Like, eighteen, nineteen, uh -huh. or something like uh -huh. this. And uh, yeah, someone in the crowd comes over to try and help, and uh -huh. this is someone later I got with but like she starts like pulling the trouser leg and I, I go whoa 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 <laughs> bonk smack her in the face and then fall flat on my ass like I, I don't know like th that yeah, was and the crowd like loves it yeah that's it it's it's hilarious yeah, you know it's... like we still played the songs we still had a good time we entertained the people but what that kind was of town is Luton then like Luton is a <sighs> is a super working class down and dirty, nitty gritty town, or I what need is it? I drink for this. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna diss on Luton. Yeah, so I'm about to spit some truth. I'm gonna dunk on my hometown, but I think a lot of people will relate Sorry. to it. Yeah. So like, I I tell people, we're the best at a lot of things in our country. Mm. In Luton town, we're the best at. Teen chlamydia, teen stabbings, teen shootings, teen acid attacks. Like, wow, the, you can make a plaque. With you know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. we were the worst town. We were voted the worst town in England, like four years in a row or something. You're really telling it. I it's, really it's, we need to go there. It's now. beautiful, man. Yeah, honestly, I need to go there. honestly, the scenery, it's great. It's really colorful. There's yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff going right on. There's there. There's there's broken windows. There's... Yeah, broken windows. There's like people. Sounds very scenic. Generally, when I was growing up, people hated each other. You know, there's a massive hot pot of communities mm. and you've got like a Jamaican community, an Irish community, 
You've got Polish community that's very big and like they were only just kind of getting integrated into the town. Yeah. Um, and then like you had all these other minorities living around, a lot of Indians, a lot of Pakistani, Bangladeshi, uh, but they have like their own area. They've been around for like 40, 50 years, kind yeah. of built up an area on the Yeah, that's an way. issue, that's an issue, yeah. You know, they were kind of isolated to that part of town, yeah, though, you know, because yeah, people sure. wouldn't sell to them in the 50s and the 60s. So they basically built half of Luton, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then a lot of racial tension started when the war on terror started in the US. Right. Um, so everyone started hating on brown people, you know, like there was just always Even the this Jamaicans kind of, too? Or like yeah, the that's it. Everybody that was different color was bad. Yeah. If they come from a different country, they're bad. That was the kind of you know, vibes that, was, that were going but around. That was kind of like there. the wake up call as well be- between like, bef- because there was so much optimism and stuff going on for a long, long time. Uh, or like, especially at least be- between like 90 and 2000, so much optimism and like the world is going to be great. We're all going to live in harmony together. Yeah, yeah. And then the war on terror and everything like restarts a little bit. Yeah. And then it's just a slow decline since like mm-hmm. 2009, 2001 <laughs> probably. Like that's yeah. a bit generous. But yeah, man, Luton was rough. Um, a lot of people in conflict but then because of that conflict another side of the town started to grow which is the anti-fascist people the anti-racism people the the people that fight for community spirit and cohesion mm. me and my dad were part of that my dad uh, was the chairman of an organization <coughs> called Luton in Harmony mm-hmm. which basically they put on gigs, they put on events to bring different parts of the cultures together, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you had Brazilians coming to meet Africans, you had Jamaicans coming to meet Irish, and, like... So community seeing, events. Yeah, 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 community events, but, like, the stages were always different, you know? There was mm-hmm. always something different to see. And eventually, he opened but up... But, like, non-political, f- more, like, cultural and, like... Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Just, like, here, see this. T- take a look at this style of music, or take a look at this uh, part of our cooking, our cuisine. It's really rich. It sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. And it was only a small part of the community for a while while I was growing up, but then I think now it's a lot bigger, the people that are fighting for this kind of thing to, mm. you know, bring, bring people together. Um, but, yeah, it's a heavy, heavy music town. There's a lot of stuff there that's going on that's positive. In that sense, you sounds know? like a like, but this is a small town. It's like a small. No, town. it's a big town. It's a big it's, town. Yeah, it should be a city, but the thing about cities. Oh, but I don't mean like that. In Swedish, we don't have like different town, different words for for like town uh, and city. So okay. Like, so it's almost. But what do you mean with like by a so city? like uh, the the to be a city in the UK, yeah. you have to be over like a certain town population. Hall, you have to have a church. No, no. you have to be over a certain population, and you have to have a cathedral. Those are cathedral the two even. Uh-huh. Yeah, a cathedral. Mm-hmm. It has to be a cathedral. Um, and Luton's had a cathedral for a long, long time. Yeah. But for some reason has never been able to get city status uh-huh. from the, the bigger government. How many people? 200,000 more. That's a pretty decent sized city. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty big, man. And it's just 30 miles away from London and it's got real good transport links. So mm. all the people from London move up when it gets a bit too expensive in London, which it always is. Um, but then again with that comes more gangs and we already had our problems with gangs and because it's easy to get into the city or what yeah exactly but it's way cheaper of course not way cheaper but a little bit cheaper Luton's expensive as well yeah oh it's crazy the further south the further south you go until you get to London it's just more expensive yeah you know there is a certain thing called a zonal allowance that you get in the UK where uh the closer you are to London, you get a bit of a boost on your salary. So where you'd be earning seven pound an hour in a bar, 
you might get £9 an hour in, at the same kind of bar in London. But surely not by by any decree, just by because the companies give that to you. No, it's it's a government decree. It's, Actually? Yeah, it's oh. a zonal allowance, and that's part of everyone's salary that lives in a certain district or is closer to London because like, the prices are so bloody high. So it's to keep people... Is it like, do I understand it right? It's to keep people who like, who are British and, and want live and work in and live area. and work there and want to come there. Because if you didn't have that zonal allowance, it, it would, would be only be populated. Yeah, because only the yeah. rich people from all around the world would just come there, and only the rich people would live there, and exactly. it would be like a completely foreign city in in the UK. Exactly. Is that what I like? Is that That's the it. reason? Yeah. 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 It's right. crazy, man. But what about you, man? So yeah, tell yeah, ask me something. You're Swedish. Yes, I am. And what's that like? Well, <laughs> uh, hard hitting questions here. Yeah, well, no, like Sweden. Okay, so I grew up like I. Where I, in Sweden? I, I come from the north of Sweden. Okay. It's like it's a small like it's the biggest. I come from out. Okay, so my it's a bit funny my story with how I like got to Prague. Right. But so I was born in Umeå, which is like the biggest city in North Sweden. Same Umeå. 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 It has like one of those weird Swedish letters, the A yeah, with yeah. the with the with the ring on it. Okay. But yeah, so that's like a hundred thousand people, and that's okay. the biggest city in like the north north of Sweden. So it's nothing basically, yeah, right? Yeah. So I come forty five minutes from there, from a little um, municipality called Nordmaling, which has like ten thousand people. All right. So that's like the little little node, right? And then I come from a village outside of that. So so I grew up there in that little village, went to like, you know, preschool and everything in the village environment. So that was like oh, really, man. really nice, you yeah, know, because it's forest. Yeah, it's forest there. Everybody, when I grew up, everybody was very trusting, very, very nice, very like, you know, you trust in the system, you trust in your neighbors, stuff, you leave your door unlocked at night and stuff like that. You're raised by hippies. No, I was raised in a very, very <laughs> normal working class Swedish village. It's crazy. Though, yeah, how that's different crazy. it sounds. Though. Exactly. It's crazy. So that's where I used to grow up. And, and uh, you know, that's how it was when I did grow up there. And the little preschool slash first school I went to, they would allow us to like, you know, the kids to like run around in the forest during lunchtime and stuff, <laughs> play around there of, of, of our own accord. Yeah, exactly right. That is the question. They trusted us so much. And they like, you know, it was just like a free individualistic kind of like nice environment to be in. And nowadays they Sounds put like, like utopia. yeah, it does, doesn't it? And nowadays they put like helmets on the kids and are allowed to run around in the, in the winter time without like a helmet on. And they have like a, have a big Why? fence because of, you know, increased pressure from like the government and stuff to like, wait, they, Kids have to wear a helmet on the streets. I'm not. Sure. No, not on the. Well, like in, when they're on the school <laughs> just grounds. Imagine this is like kid. on the school grounds. In during winter, they might like fall over and stuff. So I they give him like helmets see. because it's slippery and it's icy and stuff, and they don't okay. want the kids to get hurt. And they also built a fence and stuff so the kids can't run off into the woods. I'm sure the private like you know forest owners were. Kind of, they were unhappy. We would literally go. We'd find like old old uh, metal um, tools and stuff. They were like buried in the ground. We'd dig them up and like cut smash down trees, trees like smash trees with yeah, it. Yeah. So that was that. We'd, we'd play moose hunt as well because everybody, everybody's dad was a moose hunter. What? You know, was a hunter. What? So we played moose hunting. We'd literally, like some people were playing moose and they would have to run around in the forest and some people were hunters and they were like sitting there and like if you see somebody you go bang, you're dead, I shot you. <laughs> you know, classic war games but with moose instead. Nice. 
So that was that. And then when I went into, when I was like slightly older, I went to school in that like 10,000 people community, right? right? Yeah. And then I went to high school and I moved, you know, to I went to the bigger city, to the 100,000 people city. And then I moved again and, you know, for university and stuff, went to South Sweden and did some different stuff. And uh, I, I studied in Uppsala, which is like 200,000 people maybe. Right. And then I decided that wasn't for me. So like I was Too getting, big. nah, I, I tried a bunch of different like study options and stuff. And okay. I found that, that acting, we can go into that more later maybe. It's otherwise it's too much. Yeah, to yeah my education is like that. Yeah. Around, so yeah. But, but then I decided, no, this isn't for me. Like, you know, I want to leave Sweden and do something else because I like my, my mom's from Germany and they have a very different, like they're similar. Germany and Sweden are similar in a lot of ways. But what I always felt in Germany was that people are way more adult and responsible. You know, in Sweden, you yeah. trust kind of like the system to fix things for you. At least you used to. And right. that is a very beautiful thing, but it doesn't teach you autonomy. It doesn't teach you that much autonomy. At least. Yeah. Like I like the freedom and the exploration and the wacky stuff you would see. Because even if people were nice in Sweden, they can still be a bit small minded because mm. everybody's the same and everybody treats treated the same and whatever. So that's how I got here. And so being Swedish is really funny. The response you get from people because Sweden has this like mythological kind of like image about itself. So it's really funny. It's not like I come from like, you know, Iraq or I, I come from Russia or I come from, I don't know, some other like slightly frowned upon country, you know? <laughs> you know? Or yeah, exactly. Right. It's always everybody's just like, oh, you're Swedish. How nice. How lovely. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, no one should... has a problem. Yeah, really exactly. Exactly. No, nobody has a problem. They don't usually don't even check my passport at the airports and stuff. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> it's just let me and like I get so many bonuses just from that. And people are always like just pleasantly surprised. And I mean, I mean, genuinely. It's given me kind of like a, a nice, like Sweden is a very nice growing ground for a person, I think, because right. it is very individualistic and yet it's still like communal and everything. So that's how it was for me when I grew up. Now, of course, it's a bit different because, you know, there's a bunch of issues all throughout Europe with, yeah, well. with integration, immigration and whatever. And it's a bunch of far right parties rising up and being dicks. So, so it's a bit more tricky and a bit more nuanced now in Sweden. But when I grew up, it was really nice. Um, what? And that's why my English is probably so good too, because in Sweden you don't dub stuff, like in ah. on TV. So you watch stuff in original language from the time you're kids, subs. and with subtitles. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably why, if you're wondering, that's why the Nordic people are like so good at English because that's mm. what we do. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's it's funny when I when I speak to my partner about uh, like dubbings and translations and stuff. And even Czech Republic's so small. That's it. It's a like, small country. Czech Republic dubs for a lot of Slovak stuff apparently, mm -hmm. and Slovakians will watch Czech dub stuff like The Simpsons. Yeah. You know, and that to me is just crazy because I've heard a couple of the episodes and you you actually get the translations and the subtitles. Yeah. And dude. That they uh, they have a lot of slurs in there. They do. Yeah. They put them in unnecessarily. Just naturally. <laughs> so it's like, ah, oh, uh, Bart, stop being an idiot, and the the subtitle will read, ah, oh, stop being a Jew. You know, something like this, and it just comes completely out of left field. You know, it's it's That's not so weird. It's not appropriate, really. There's no point for it. Yeah, like it's. I have no idea where it comes I from, just but it's like... just like shit people say, I guess. You know. Yeah, but the industry, like, like, 
Czech Republic, like I said, is not a big country. It's like 10 million people, right? Mm. And to dub everything that comes from abroad, like all those shows and everything, takes a huge workforce. Like that's a massive amount of work it for does people. Matter. Yeah. But so, they, they've done a lot of it and they've done it pretty well, I, yeah. I would say. But then you get to things like books and titles and like they rename characters in Harry Potter and stuff like this yeah. and that, I don't actually understand. They did that in Swedish too. Like usually, really? it's, yeah, but usually it's because you want to keep the, because some characters are named because of like uh, a, an attribute they have. I don't know about Harry Potter. Yeah, in Harry Potter I remember one, you know, uh, is it Crake? Crake, you know, the, the elf who's, who's like serious Black's house elf. Dobby. Yeah. Creature, maybe. Creature, 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 creature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in Swedish that's Kroke, yeah. But, and that, you know, and it just means basically a thing, you know, the, the thing. thing. Yeah, because that's like the, the sentiment yeah, of his I name, right? I get it, yeah. yeah. But then you have things like Dumbledore in Czech. Right. It's Brumbal. That's a pretty cool name too. But why? That's a good question. Dumbledore is, like, because it doesn't mean anything. I guess they're it's scared, I guess they're scared that when you read it in Czech, you, they're gonna be like, look at it. Dumbledore. Go, exactly. Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore. And to that's like, fair, yeah, that's right? it. That's the difference with alphabets and stuff, I yeah. guess. It's why when I came here, I'm reading stuff like, uh, this, the signs for different places. And I'm like, that's Palakejo. Namesti. Palakejo. Yeah, it's Palakejo. <laughs> yeah. Namesti. I love right? Czech. But I'm like, Palakejo. The like. one thing I love, the Czech language is very, it's unnecessarily difficult. And, oh, and they do have a lot of like sounds that I feel like were put there almost artificially. Like almost just to make it different. <laughs> is what I feel. Because... They are like that though. But the nice thing about reading it is that it's very clear. Like because they have all of those all those symbols above all the letters and stuff. So every time you see a word, you know exactly how it's supposed to be pronounced. As long as you know the alphabet. As long as you know that's the alphabet. It. Yeah, like, sure. That's the big thing. Like sure, me, but that's a very basic step. A, like you could do that. The, as an English guy though, learning alphabets isn't what we do because we have Yeah, because you that's guys are so Oh my god. <laughs> but that's it. No, like but you guys get so stupid from that. I genuinely believe that. I genuinely believe you're missing out on a huge part of like development of the brain yeah. to like to like learn a second language properly. I, I, I started to learn Spanish in high school, right? Yeah. But I never got far with it because like you have to choose it as an option to get further education in it. And I yeah. didn't want to spend my life studying Spanish. I just How long to did learn. you study for then? There's like a, a a term, so like six months. But well, that's it. Yeah, that's like nothing. a term in year nine. So I was like 14 or 15 yeah, or something it's not enough at all and that's it like you get the exposure to see if you want to take it right but then uh i came here to the czech republic and my spanish is amazing now because oh, I've, met, I've, I've met so many latin people right ah and you've actually practiced they, they don't like speak any english but oh. i speak my daughter the explorer spanish wait so they speak um, spanish in czech or what no they just speak spanish oh you know they, they've come here like they've got some colombian friends some chilean friends argentinian Let's friends see. they come and kind of stay with their pack you know get integrated that mm -hmm. way and uh i had a guy who used to work with me at a bar uh his name was jimmy and mm -hmm. uh He's from Colombia and he didn't speak a word of English when he mm -hmm. came here except for like Nike, skateboards, Red Bull, weed, mm -hmm. you know, like that. <laughs> the starter pack. <laughs> you know, like the starter pack for Prague, yeah. yeah. And uh, eventually uh, over the nights that we spent together, because I was a late bartender, he's a mm. late cleaner. He'd just come and sit at the bar and chill and we'd chat and try to communicate. Yeah. And yeah, eventually I he he's now fluent in English like three years later 
And I, that was where it started, me teaching him words with my basic, yeah, that's basic like, Spanish. All you need is like, because I can imagine being like Spanish speaking in progress, well, being English speaking is fine. Like you can mm. get away with, you can get by with just English. But I do, being Spanish speaking, you can too. You can too? Yeah, yeah, there's right. a massive right. Spanish speaking community here and they are very, uh, like, they look out for each other. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, it's like that. But anyway... I got a question for you. Okay. Um, um, oh wait, I asked the last one. Do you want to? Yeah, go I, I'm gonna go. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna. I want to do some quick ones, but like, but quick fun fire. Ones. Yeah. Okay. What's quick the long? Okay, longest video game session you ever had? Me. Uh, twenty eight hours of RuneScape. Uh, who who was were you alone? Yeah, yeah. It was just me Red, just you with Red Bull. No, I didn't need Red Bull. It was oh, just I was like fourteen, fifteen. I had my own computer that had been built for me by my uncle. Okay. And uh, yeah, I got really into RuneScape, and it was like the summer holidays. My grandparents who uh, who raised me partially, they were on holiday for the weekend, so I had the house to myself. I just stayed on RuneScape for like twenty eight hours. Twenty eight hours. I, I know that feeling and stuff in between, obviously, but like that. I know that feeling when you have a when you have a summer break and you just go like, screw it, like in, I have nothing else in. to do. Yeah. You're just like I've I've played video games for three weeks straight with only like only video games for three yeah. weeks and then just eating and stuff. Eating, you know, sleeping. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, um, who's the coolest person you know? My partner. He's uh, serious. I see it in his eyes. No, it's me. <laughs> okay, follow-up question. Follow-up question. How cool do you think you are on a scale from minus 10 to plus 10? And you have to specify why. Uh, I think I'm around an 8 in coolness. Right? Uh, so so you have to say why, though. Why? All right, because I've done so much shit in my life right. in such a short period of time. i got a story about everything. And because of all the people I've met through the service industry, I've got like this this uh, connection with people I guess yeah so I, I don't know I, I just meet so many people I've always wanted to network I've always been the guy like hey will you come see my band hey do you want to buy my CD hey yeah. do you want to come see my mates band buy my buy my bird what is it buy my CD buy my CD yeah, yeah. that's it like I, I have oh, buy my mixtape that's what it mixtape, is mixtape that's buy the one mixtape, yeah, yeah. yeah hey man take a listen to my mixtape yeah. listen to track 11 you'll love it <laughs> Girlfriend will love it. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, my first EP was called Terrorist. Um, baller move. Right. And it's because... Because you're a little terrorist? No, it's because uh, I have a poem on there called Terrorist. Uh -huh. And it's about... It's half about people judging me based on my mohawk. So it is because you're a terrorist, yeah. But it's also half about my friends being called terrorists just for being called being brown. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I like mean, this this kind of environment I grew up in. Like I have a lot of writing that's about don't be a racist bastard. You know. Yeah. I have a, literally a poem called Racist Cunt. That's so <laughs> many. I feel like that's a big part. The little I know about English. You know, the music scene and stuff, I feel like that's a big part of it, for sure. What, racism? Yeah, of course. And, like, you know, you know the 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 coming out, you know, all, there's so much British rap and British, like, you know, all of that that's coming from the, you know, from the lower rap. classes in, in different uh, in different ways. You know, you can be, like, a, a working class, uh, what do you call it, lower class... Um, worker. Wor yeah, but factory worker. Factory worker, pure blood English for seven generations and still, you know, and still do rap and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many communities that have their own specific issues, like, you know, like yeah. Jamaican 
issue and stuff, you know, you know communities and yep. stuff. And racism is definitely a huge part of that. Well, that's it. it. Like everyone's speaking their, po- their part. And against the Tories and against the, and all of that. That's, that's it. A that's, huge that's, part. that's That's like part most of my writing. So I got a, a, a. I have a blog that I set up when I was like in university, so 18. And it's got all of my poems on there. And a lot of them are drivel. A lot of them are just piss and drivel. Yeah. But some of them uh, I've actually performed live on stage in the middle of my set. And. Uh, I think that that's a really excellent way to do a, do a I performance. Had, I had a mask. I might have it, actually. So, fill for time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm filling for time. Okay, I'm going to read you guys some questions I'm going to ask. You're going to hold... You're going to keep your ears shut if you... Okay. I'm, I'm right here. I'm coming back now. I, oh, I wanted to show God you. damn it. I have... There's going to be a sexual question. Let's just uh, put this on out of shot. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. That's lovely. So this is how I used to go on stage, with uh, a mask on my face like this, uh, a big hoodie, a bandana, and... Uh, you look like a little terrorist. Yeah. Uh, I, I would go on stage and I'd shout at people for five minutes before the punk bands came on. I used to open for my mixed bands dressed like this. <laughs> that's insanely cool, Ryan. That's really dope. I gotta say. Fuck. It's like an we should see more shows like that. It's like a, it was like an alter ego, you know, because all my poetry yeah, was yeah. sweary, it was angry, it was uh, anti-racist, anti-Tory, anti-this. Yeah, yeah. Very vocal, not often. Teenagery. Teenagery. Yeah, it was angsty, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I had to kind of separate myself from that because I was doing acoustic guitar performances, live like pop acoustic stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had a different thing going on with that where I could get gigs at weddings and, you know, like a different yeah, yeah. kind of profile. So, yeah, I kind of split my personality in a way at some point, and Sebestra was born. This but other character. Other ca- is that the mask? Character? Yeah, yeah. I have Sebestra, a poem, Sebestra, backwards, Sebestra? it's Art Saves. And it's. Uh, oh, you're so poetic and cute about being not so mine. terroristic. That's not mine. That's not mine. That's somebody else, and I'll introduce you to them a little later. Oh, that's actually. cool. Um, but wait, okay, okay. So. I agree. I think that experiencing different things is for sure a good, good kind of like measurement of how, how well-rounded as a person you're going to be and like how generally kind of like... I'm the guy that's worked more than I've slept. I've had like three to five different jobs on at all times for the last like five or six years I don't know how are you feeling about that though? ah tired bro yeah. <laughs> I mean I know my body you... my body caught up to me a little bit like I had to stop doing bar work because of my hands and yeah. the, the skin issues that I have yeah. um, and like being tired all the time having a bad back and bad feet yeah, I mean like I'm even starting to feel that I'm two years no three years younger than you I'm 25 yeah. but yeah. like I'm, I'm starting to feel I did bar work for like a year I'm starting to feel that year oh baby yeah I know <laughs> I'm starting to feel it isn't that crazy yeah, just dude, from like lifting it. kegs and, and bending down to the bar that's it man it's harder work than people realise because you've also got to be switched on and you've got to be friendly yeah, of course. You know, and I thought it was fun. It's fun, but it is draining. Yeah, like man. you're you're drained. You're physically you're and yeah, you're physically and mentally kind of drained when you get home for sure. 
That's hard it. job. Bars, People should, yeah. Bars and performance have always gone hand in hand with me for that reason, you know? <clears throat> and it's also a typical gig because it's like not one of those those gigs where they require an education or anything like that. You just go in there, you go in there with your hands and your, like, your face and your like work so, ethic and they yeah. will give you a job and you can get good at it and you can do that as you do whatever else you want. Yeah. But that's it. With the bars, so, uh, I was actually about, I don't know, six hours away from being born in a bar. My my mum and dad had a bar when I was like, were they drunk? When my mum was pregnant. Your mum was drunk. No, my dad. Was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, no, that's it. My mum was nine and a half months pregnant, serving on the yeah. bar still, and then she goes into yeah. labour. So they had to drive her to the hospital. It's fun. Did the bar come with? Did the bar like what the <laughs> no, it wasn't one the of them. Was, no, yeah. the family <laughs> came with. I think I was delivered the next day after that. Or something. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, my mum was pissed because she wanted to go to uh, a football final that Luton had made or something. Uh -huh. And uh, the final came on my birthday. <laughs> Your mom? So she couldn't go. Yeah, yeah my yeah, mum yeah. wanted to go to the football match. She's a massive Luton Town fan. Oh, yeah. God. Is she also um, is she a hooligan? Hmm. I wouldn't say it's her. Did she threaten to like throw you at the... Yeah, the supporters. <laughs> Not at a football match, no. no. That's so, a whole other story. Maybe though. she just went like, here, 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 you can have him, here, take him. I swear, it'd be good for you. <laughs> no, but no. I, did, I did used to work at the Luton Towns Football Stadium. I was a steward there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this one time where a guy got picked up and yeeted into a steel barricade. By whom? Like, by, by, by... It was supposed to be. They were trying to crowd surf. Right, uh -huh. they're trying to get this guy on the shoulders and crowd surfing, but obviously uh -huh. as the terrace goes down, it's not like it's it gets a faster drop. and faster. Yeah, it's a bigger drop, right? And this guy just like grabbed him and like chucked him, and he smashed what his head the onto the steel pillar. Fuck. Um, I couldn't get in there because everyone yeah. else was trying to help him first. Yeah, yeah. you know that's the kind that's of community. Nice like good, good. in that area, that's that kind of community spirit. Yeah, you go up one block. And they're all beating the shit out of each other, doing coke in the stands, like drinking in the stands, like cigarettes to in a I've, wooden stadium, like an idiot. I will tell you right now that I have been to one, one football match in my life at a stadium. Right. Like one, one actual one. one. It was a Swedish one. Like it was okay. uh, Swedish, we, we call it Allsvenskan, which is like the top, top league in Sweden. So I was in Uppsala, right? I studied in Uppsala. So we have a team called Sirius. And they're like not... Yeah, Sirius? Like in Sirius Black. It's spelled exactly the same way as nice. Sirius, yeah. So uh, they were doing an away match. And uh, one of my friends is a supporter for the opposite team. Right. So, and they were facing off against each other. Yeah, yeah. So he invited me and I went there. And we came with like a tiny little like, you know... 500 people delegation maybe you know sitting on one end of the stadium far away far away yeah. but the home team of course had like you know 10,000 people it was huge yeah, yeah. so and they were uh, we were sitting me and my friend right above the you know the the ultra supporters you know like the, the, the hardcore the oh like the, the you know the hardcore supporters the hooligans yeah the hooligans basically yeah so they were lighting off all kinds of stuff you know people were still getting oh off yeah you guys are mad about flares and shit right? yeah 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 so it was like flares and stuff people were getting up onto the railing the metal railings like somebody was you know Slatan. standing up there no Slatan was in that game but no no like they they, they act like Zlatan <laughs> maybe I just like he's such a crazy figure, legendary. Ah, oh, he's figure. awesome though. Yeah. He's so awesome. He has a he has a black belt in Taekwondo, which I do I too, which I find is really really cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> did you fight live? Do you think I could take him? Do you think I could take Ryan? I'm scrappy. Yeah, I'll bite you. your balls. I can imagine you, dude. You've I been through. You've been through. <laughs> I don't doubt that, Andy. Producer you, Andy. Andy, Andy, I don't know what to say. You can. I, I, I trust you can be nasty in a fight. <laughs> but yeah. I used to go straight for the throat. The first fight I got in, I got like a panic attack because I thought I was going to kill the dude. Like, yeah, um, it's, that's he, he, uh, stressful if you, if you freak out doing a fight, that's really yeah, stressful. Yeah, like, he, he smashed me in the, in the back of the head, like, yeah. he thought it was being funny, and he bumped me on the back of the head, and, you know, I did the nerd kid freak out, mm -hmm. you know, where you go, <laughs> and just go nuts, and, uh, I, I, I ran over, and I spiked his head into the ground with a wrestling move, like a DDT, and spiked him into the ground, and then put my knee to his throat. And Did you feel cool? Like, I I wasn't trying to be cool. I was trying to, to fuck so, this to guy survive, up. Yeah. No, I was trying to fuck this guy up because he that's just so dis scary, disrespected right? me. He yeah, slapped me in scary. the back of the I head. I understand. That's scary. I get it from but where you come from and shit. It, like, I get it. But in, in like five seconds, my knee was at his throat and he was going out. I'm like, well, yeah. shh, I'm going to kill someone at school. What is this? Yeah. And since then, I've tried to avoid fights as of much course, as possible. Like who doesn't? I've, I've been looking for fights on that because I don't get enough fights. Because <laughs> you know? if you get into real fights, it's not fun. Like, real fight isn't fun for anybody no, involved, man. usually, unless you, like, you live for that yeah, stuff. that's it. But, like, it's not fun. But I've been looking for fights in my life. No, but the thing with me is I learned over time to kind of control the situation with the words. That's what the bartending taught me. You yeah. know, control the situation, calm someone down just by how you speak to them. It kind of it, it gives you a, more, a better um, perspective too. Because yeah. when you're a bartender, you're professional. So you kind of have that as a backup in your brain. That yeah. This is work. So you don't have to like, take things personally because you know that it's work. Yeah. And then you learn that and you can take that into real life afterwards. Right? And that's really cool, I think. Like, yeah. bartending, because you have, like, a, a role, you have to be a steward, you have to be... A, you see, know. you're performing, like we said. Like, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's hard work, being an actor. You know, being yeah. someone that you're not, and, like, putting on a, a smiling face all the time for people that you might not want to smile <laughs> I don't know, to, where did you, you know? work, though? Like, what, what type of bar? You don't, not I've been in Irish place. bars for Irish a long bars, time. Sure. I worked in music bars. But, uh, like, touristy, super touristy. Well, that's where... it. In England, they're not touristy bars. No, Irish bars are just music Oh, but music you, you mean bars. in England? In England. Like, ah, that's see, what, I what I did. And then oh, here right. I did Irish bars and then Sad Man's Tongue, which is like an American burger bar bistro. Yeah. Um, but they're open until 6 a.m. So you get all kinds. Like in the daytime, it's restaurant goers, there's couples, there's families, there's stuff like yeah, this. The restaurant closes at midnight and then the bars open until 6 a.m. So yeah. that's when the creepy crawlies come out. Like yeah. The bartenders, the wanderers on the streets, the people looking for fights. Yeah, and you can, I'm, drugs, assuming, I'm assuming it can be stuff. quite a nasty crowd sometimes. That's too. it, man. Like late night bartending is not for the faint of heart. Yeah, you know, I never it took a few really years off my life. Yeah. It's taken a few years off my life, definitely, because yeah. of all the stress and uh, the weird situations. But it's stories, man. That's that's it. I live for stories. I'm a storyteller with everything I do. If it's a film, if it's a song, if it's a poem, I want to tell stories. That's what yeah. I enjoy most in life. Yeah, I, I mean, I also I think life is beautiful. And I think life is great, and I want to experience as much as possible. Yeah. Like I truly, truly find it very interesting to be in like situations where you know you you feel a bit uncomfortable or you you yourself, yeah, yeah and you encounter something you didn't you didn't think you'd encounter or whatever you know something that is like fresh and Life's even random if it, and even it's... if it's scary even if it's sad even if it's you know whatever it's a great experience afterwards you can go damn now i know what that is like yeah. and that like it's very gratifying <laughs> 
to know that. I yeah, exactly. Like I did it. You know, that's why I used to say about my bar. I had a bar for a year yeah. and I made it myself. I made the furniture and that's yeah. it. I did it. It was a nice hangout spot too. Yeah, man. Yeah. But that's it. Like I did it. And no one can take that away from me. I yeah. spent my, my life energy on it. I spent all my hopes and dreams on it. But I yeah. fucking did it. Yeah. And that's, that's the point to me, you know. Here, what is your perfect Friday and then your perfect Sunday? Ugh. <laughs> a perfect Friday depends. Like, like Friday night. I'm thinking like after you mean, work. You're what thinking do you do? going out. Okay, so no, like no, the what thing is, is like, like, what's your what's your place? What's your vibe? What's your what's your solace? You know, what's your comfort? I play a lot of video games. Like yeah. I really do, but that's not necessarily what I would want for myself necessarily. Like video yeah, games, yeah. I grew up with video games for a long Same. ass time. And, and I used to play video games to oblivion. Like it was the one thing I would do way too much, like considering, but it was also a coping mechanism. And it was also like, you know, avoiding whatever, else avoiding whatever going. else was up. Yeah. So like it was, it's, it, it did its trick. And then you learn a lot from video games too. Like, don't Dude. get me wrong. Video games can teach you a lot of good stuff. And I was like half raised by video games. And yeah. I don't regret that for a second. Exactly, man. The problem solving skills it gives you is unlike anything else. That's just in the a world. small part of it. But I mean, uh, life problem solving. Because yeah, that's that, what it that is. You're true. living yeah. a life. It's, a yeah. it's just life a virtual life and it's a fake life, basically. But it's still but you. You get to experiment. Yeah, you, you get, get to, to do stuff. Yeah. You get to see the consequences of actions and see. I love RPGs for that. Yeah, along, RPGs you know? are great. It's, for, it's fun. So that's your Friday. Is video games? Or nah, no? nah. So this, that's the thing. So <laughs> video games is what I would say I was in an extremely lazy mood and stuff. And I was just wanting to... Like, like a tired Friday. Tired Friday. Like I come home. I And I also a, a Friday where I feel like happy with the rest of my life. You know, I've worked out this week, let's say. Or I've worked on some acting thing or I've like done something accomplished something yeah, I've accomplished something yeah. and I can feel like I have done enough for one week like can you look at myself in the face and go this is fine then I can maybe see myself playing just like video games for a Friday otherwise I have a lot of friends and you know quite a wide no, friend group <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you have I'm a your lot. early friend <laughs> yeah. For right now, well, we'll invite friends later oh yeah oh, oh we'll yeah invite we got some people in the closet yeah exactly but yeah, like quite a while and mostly through my girlfriend. Like to be honest, I like she's been in Prague way longer than I have. Yeah. And I come from like the film school, from like a one year course at a film school. That's why I came to Prague. Right. So most of those people went away after the year, right? So none of those friend connections that were done, almost almost none of them are like left. So, but she already had a friend network. So, and I really like her and I kind of like exactly weasel yeah. my way into her friend network and her network is big and that therefore my network is also now quite yeah. big. So I hang out with people quite a lot and it's quite a lot of people to juggle. You know, you don't want to leave a good friend hanging more than two months exactly, or three months, man. right? Yeah, yeah. You want to see people regularly. And if you have quite a few people to see, it becomes a it's lot sure. of hanging out. It's sure, man. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of hanging out. So I'd like, so I do that and like go and play video games at a friend's place maybe, go out <laughs> drinking at a, at a bar go out I, I i would like to go more you know hardcore partying because that's been you know since the pandemic and everything that's been kind of on the on the download and we haven't had much money exactly <laughs> well yeah and with the right drugs with the right atmosphere why not anything sure. can be done with the right attitude yeah it can and a good cocktail yeah so i'd like to do that more like go out actually clubbing maybe but i'm also getting slightly over that 
Yeah. But, but just doing stuff more. And then, otherwise, just eating and making a super nice dinner, watching a TV series with my girlfriend for three hours. Yeah. Also sounds yeah. like smoking a, a few joints yeah. by ourselves, no stress. Yeah. That is chill. Yeah, that's the Friday. That, I think, is that more the Sunday, though? Yeah, there could yeah, also be a Sunday. Sunday. But that's what that's the thing. Like on a Sunday I wouldn't necessarily go out partying in a club or whatever, but but the rest of it's it's probably the same. Like I don't know. It's not very different on a Sunday, honestly. So for me, like a Friday perfect Friday night for me in theory is to go out and see a mate's band play, have a few drinks, meet a load of people, chat a load of bollocks, have a few fags, have a few joints, and come back a bit wobbly. Yeah. Uh, and play some games or watch a movie or something. Oh, that's nice. That round, is nice. You know? That's yeah. Friday. And then the Sunday, uh, it's kind of become a tradition now that su- since the bar that Sunday is for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Dungeons Church of Dragons D&D. Nice. Yeah. You know, Church of D&D. The only thing with D&D is I love D&D. I love D&D <clears throat> to bits. I do. Like, I got into D&D. I played Pathfinder with my first... Was my first RPG. RPG. That, RPG. Yeah, and my first DM was kind of like shit, honestly. Like he was, he was, which I'm assuming is the case for most people. Well, I don't know. I was a pretty good first DM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, he no, he was like he was nitpicky, and he would like he would explain things for too long, and if somebody made like a mistake, he wouldn't let it go and stuff. You know, it was just like he would hindering the flow of the game. Yeah, he would yeah. more like rules and the stickler and would be like a bit annoyed when you tried to go against his wishes. Yeah, yeah. Which is like, you have to be gracious. It's railroading. Yeah, if you, if, you, if you want to be a DM, you have to be gracious and you have to be like humble to the fact that it's not just you your game. You have to be malleable, yeah. Yeah, it's it. not like, just your it's game. Just, it's a group story. That's why yeah. I fell in love with D&D because yeah. it's all of you telling a story together and everyone has their part to play anyone can bloody do it yeah but the issue with it is that it takes a fuck ton of time it takes a lot of time yeah that's it like it's a regular occurrence every Sunday for like five or six hours we sit at a friend's house where they come sit and that is a big commitment you know it's a big chunk of the week Mm -hmm. gone but for me it's kind of that regular slot where I know I'm not going to be working do you know what I mean yeah I know what you mean like it's that one day of rest where I do just guarantee get to go and just chill, play a game, and enjoy it. Or run a game, depending which one it is. Running a game is fun, too. I've run some... I've yeah. even made my it's own... It's chaos, man. I made oh, one, too. Man. I, made, I made a whole... My, I made one system I made, because I got, like, obsessed. Oh, you for made a, a system as I well. made a whole system. Yes. I got obsessed for two weeks, let's say. And I designed this system for for Dini because I, I always felt that the combat was a bit clunky sometimes. Right. So it, the system, it takes a long time, yeah. Yeah, but listen, my the system I designed took imagine ten times longer than what combat takes in, in D D right now. So I made like a system for like, what if you have this armor but not those pauldrons? And then, like, what direction <laughs> you're swinging from. Oh, you know, man. your strength. You're, like, if you're your shooting... handedness. A, yeah, exactly. You're shooting, like, you're shooting um, ability with a bow and arrow against a moving target. And, like, how far away it is and Jeez, stuff. Man, yeah. You have different, like... Getting meticulous with it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, that's the Fridays and Sundays. What have you got, question? Oh, you shit. No, what do I got? Because then I've got something special planned for you. Okay. To finish up. Ah, we've almost hit... 50 minutes already, dude. Oh, that's nice. We're just having a lot of fun. Yeah. Hopefully, whoever's listening to this might be as well. Are you out? Uh... Is anybody there? <laughs>
Yeah, you keep doing it. Keep whispering. Listeners. What's your most... Subscribe. Okay, so two, so two, two things then. What is the... What is the coolest gig you ever did? The coolest uh, gig. And then, because you can do like briefly, because like you've already said like kind of what gigs you do. So the biggest gig that I ever did was uh, Gilwell Festival. So this is the yearly meetup for scouts, cubs, bears, guides, all of these kind of things. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, like the yeah. outdoorsy. Yeah, the outdoorsy kind of groups, the activity groups for yeah, young yeah. people. Yeah. You know? So it's like 14 to 18 year olds. But mm -hmm. there was... 2,000 people or something there in the crowd and I was going there with just my acoustic guitar and playing a set on stage uh -huh. in front of all of them you know playing my songs How playing a couple you? of covers like where was this and when 20, 21 you know I, I played it a couple of years in a row actually because I knew one of the organisers so they invited cool, me cool yeah, yeah but yeah dude I uh, I went up on stage not really knowing what kind of things to play because I'm 20, 21 mm -hmm. these kids are a lot Almost. younger. Yeah, you a know? lot younger, but not that but much But not all of them, either. you know? So I have to kind of find a balance there, yeah. what songs to play, stuff like that. I just played my own stuff, and then mm -hmm. I played one cover at the end. And <clears throat> I, I played my third song, and I had them all screaming, like, <laughs> you know, I have no idea why or how or what exactly I did to make them go mad, but they went mental and started pushing the barricade. Uh -huh. There's like a, so there's a, like a six foot stage, like two meter stage or whatever, Yeah. you know, and then I'm standing on there and then underneath the, the stage, there's like a little gully where murdered people, the security kids. are, uh, would normally be like a proper festival. There would be security the dark there. Justin Bieber. So I jumped down, yeah. right, from the stage with the mic stand, <laughs> Okay. right? And was going to play, like, in front of these people, you know, instead of up on the stage. And they had security and stuff? No, 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 they no. didn't have security. <laughs> okay. The kids just burst through the fucking barriers and started hugging me while I'm playing. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's sing this one together. And we sang Shaggy Angel together. It was one of your songs? No, Shaggy. Shaggy Angel. Shaggy Angel. You're my darling Oh, I know that song. Angel. I know that song, okay. So I started singing that and they started singing with me and then I started like passing the mic around to all of them and stuff yeah. like this. And then like I climbed back up on stage and they're like, I love you! And all this and I'm like, yeah! You know, it's do you think, do you think some real of them, rock star vibe thing. Yeah, do you think some of them one. literally like thought about you afterwards? Like that guy was so cool. I want to Dude, be that I, guy. I'm, I'm friends with some of them now. Like Stuart from stalked me and added me on Facebook and Instagram yeah, and stuff like this. a huge crowd of people. Obviously. And then I, I found them a few years later at like Download Festival or like at another gig and stuff ah. like this, you know. And we kind of kept in touch online that way, you know. But yeah, I got like maybe 10, 12 like solid fans from that people that were like genuinely interested in my music and stuff like this and nice. that was that was like one of the first times that i thought ah oh, i can do this yeah you know i can do this and how's it going with that now <laughs> i haven't touched my guitar in like a year or something I don't yeah know. that's the kind of shame, i don't play man. i don't play in prague because no one really pays pays for live music anymore yeah you told me that before, especially like point. as an originals artist yeah. you have to have a name behind you and after doing this shit for 10 years, I'm not really willing to go through the getting my name out there process again, you know, like yeah. begging people for gigs and getting paid in beer and not even getting that sometimes. It's not worth it to go through that struggle again. But don't you have enough of a of a credential sheet for them to go like, yeah, we can trust you and we can give you some money for this? Not really. 
I've, That's ridiculous. I've got the one EP out there and it was made in my mate's garage kind of thing. No, I get that. I've but you've, got you've the played big gigs and you proof play. necessarily. Oh. I've got loads of videos online. I can send them, but there's, you know, there's stuff from like, what is it, 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's old stuff. I've not been as active as I could have. I never turned it into a business because I always had to work to pay the you bills. You can do it right eat, here. You can you do know? it here. Later. You can touch your guitar for the first time in a year. No, no, not I on can, this one. I can, no, not right now. But I can, I can clap out a. Not this a beer for you. Not this time. Okay, I'm gonna go grab another beer. All right, man. Is there a beer in the fridge? So, or? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I got one uh, big question for you after though. Okay. This is where we educate Siggy on some music. Oh, He's really? interested. Well. I'm afraid you might be disappointed. Well, that's why we're going to educate He's you, Sam. He's used to that, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointment follows me like a bad farm. <coughs> so. Yes, sir, I'm ready to learn. Tell me about music. What do you... No, I want you to do word association with this, right? Okay. So I'm going to give you the name of an artist. And okay. I want you to tell me what kind of artist they are. Okay. The name is Otep. Ancient Mayan... Uh... Uh, funk rock. <laughs> Name one song by ancient Mayan <laughs> funk rock Otep. Muxtacala the Great Destroyer. Muxtacala the Great Destroyer. Eats all it's the capitalists not... in the world. To be fair, he's not far off. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> Give me a point. <laughs> so Otep is uh, a rap metal artist from California. Right. And... Uh, Otep Shemaya is the lead singer of the band, but the band is called should, should Otep. I be, should, I be, should I be like noting this down? No, no. Are you going to quiz is... me next week? No, no. Maybe. But no. Oh. It's alright. Okay. This, is, this is just like introducing you to some wild and crazy shit. Maybe okay. you'll go on YouTube it one day. And I should. I feel, like, like I, feel like, I feel like the one you're time... You're anti-capitalist, you're anti-establishment. So I think you would like some of Otep's lyrics, definitely. You know? I'm... I'm... <clears throat> I'm moderately anti-capitalist you yeah. know i'm a quite like reasonable centrist guy but i'm definitely against if you say that you're a libertarian on this podcast that will slap a bitch I, well, <laughs> well why did i say i'm libertarian libertarian is crazy i had friends when i was in law no, this school. is where people say they're centrist that that's what but that's, not what, that's not what it means i know i know that's it's, not what it means libertarian is not centrist. Don't understand that yeah. People don't understand that. They make claims and don't know. Nah, dude, I'm standard center left. I'm like social democrat or something like that. Mm. It's probably closest to my political like. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Ota. Ota. Rap metal artist. Right. And do you know what rap metal is? I can imagine it's a mix between rap and and, 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 and the funk. No. <laughs> rap and yeah, rap and metal. I can exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's heavy guitars. It's chuggy, but she also does a lot of poetry. She's the one that inspired me to start writing poetry. Right. Right. Just because it's an expression of the darkest parts of yourself, you don't have to necessarily associate with it and believe what you're saying. You just got to get it out. But it's angry. Yeah, and you've just got to get it out. Right. That's the point of it, you know. And uh, I met her once. She came to Prague. She played Ooh. a gig here. And uh, I'll give you an example of what kind of artist Otep is. So, uh, a little severed head. On the stage, in the middle of the set, she pulls this boy out on, on a stick. Starts right. beating the shit out of it and uh, singing a song, Smash the Control Machine. That's pretty. Wow. Is it Donald Trump? Of course it is. Hello, Donald Trump. This used to hang on my bar wall. 
uh, and the entrance, and it would, uh, like, on a spike on the top of the wall, and everyone that came in had to write... No, they had to write a message on the wall in their native tongue. Right. And the message was, don't be like that. Mm. Right, but I had that in about 70 languages written in like oh, felt tip really on nice. my wall. It's really cool, man. But yeah, now I have a, a Trump head in my is house. That, is that from her? Yeah, or, she yeah. gave it to me after oh, the gig. Sweet. You know, we this had a chat. Actual, I said like, that I was inspired. We had a chat about poetry for like five artifact. minutes. It's a magical artifact. Yeah, this is like, she signed it and everything. So, you know. This is like one of those weird uh, um, helmets you can have in video games. You like unlock this. Yeah, like you unlock the Trump character. Yeah. Yeah. The Trump, the Trump uh, head. I don't know if I'm going to get his mask back on. It's <laughs> to stop him drinking bleach, you know? Oh yeah. You, I you also got do donated that, one of these. Now, I do not believe in this, by the way, but I got donated one of these for oh. him. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, yeah. That's my uh, Trump head. That's like the prized possession of my uh, collection of bullshit here, I guess. But um, that's a boat of lollocks, I guess. Yes, for this time. For, for this for one. Now. That's okay. that's that's the one for this time. Uh, yeah, Otep, what, are you gonna have a listen? Did I intrigue you? I I will. I feel like I kind of need to. I need to know what you're talking about. I might shut it off after thirty seconds, but I'm gonna. Too heavy. Yeah, maybe, but oh. I'm not sure. No, I think I'm not a I, you know I'm not a sensitive guy either. I can I can take some hard music. I can take it hard. Yeah, I can so take it. So he takes I'm, it hard. Take I'm it. gonna take it easy. I take it harder than you off. take it. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, everyone. Uh, <laughs> tune in next time to the abode of Lollocks with King Lollock and his mate. The abode. Mm. It bodes well. Balls.